Hello and welcome back to The Graduate Teacher, a podcast for early career teachers by an early career teacher. I am Chloe and I am a second year year three teacher in South Australia and I am so excited to welcome you all back to today's podcast. It is a Sunday afternoon. It's quite a cold and gloomy Sunday afternoon, but it is also also Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mother figures out there. And I hope you're being treated like royalty today. But today we are going to be talking to you about what went on during the school holidays and the process in order to set up for term two. Now, currently, it is the Sunday following the very first week of term two. So, we're already a week into the term. But I'm kind of going to go retrace retrace a few steps and go back into the holidays and kind of tell you um, how I approached the school holidays this time. It was the Easter break. Um, lucky we got lots of chocolate to celebrate, lots of fun food. Um, I'm sure a lot of you spent a lot of time with some family um, and just had a wonderful Easter. Myself and my partner, we actually took off to Melbourne um, Easter uh, weekend. We left Sunday, the day of Easter, and we spent five, total five days. We went up Sunday, we came back Thursday It was a wonderful experience. It was really nice to be able to get away straight after such a big term, a bit of a chaotic um, and possibly a little bit of a stressful end to the term and kind of get a jumpstart on that rest and rejuvenation of my body, my mind and my soul. And we just took the time to kind of relax, do a lot of things that make us happy of our interests and really just feed um, our soul and kind of fill up our bucket. So we were in Melbourne for that time and we did a lots of lots of fun things. We went and did an adventure room. We went go-karting for the first time and we went and saw Hamilton the musical. Oh, it was amazing. If you could go see it, I recommend that you do because it was brilliant. Uh, we ate lots of great food, lots of great food. Um, and we just, we, our feet, our feet and our legs were so sore by the end of it because we just walked everywhere because that's what you do. You just walk everywhere. Um, we went to, um, we drove to a few of the local surrounding suburbs and went to like op shopping and vintage shopping and things like that, which was really, really fun. When we come back, it was straight into um, that Thursday night. It was straight into theatre rehearsals because we, on that Friday and the Saturday, both weekends, we were performing um well, I was, um, my partner was doing the lighting. So I guess he was um, having, he was contributing to the performance and was performing in his own way. Um, and because I'm part of a theatre group and we have been rehearsing a play called Rehearsal for Rehearsals for Murder. And it's a play based off of a movie. Um, and it's quite an interesting play. It's a mystery. And so we spent the weekend, Friday nights, Saturday nights, 
doing that and getting our creative drama side on. (laughs) Um, And then during the second week, it was a bit more of a restful week. I got, um, when we come back from Melbourne, my partner got quite ill with a bit of a flu. So he spent the end of that second week and the start of the um, end of that first week and the start of the second week a little bit ill. And then once he was starting to get better, I then, like clockwork, caught what he had. And so that second week, um, I was just kind of getting by. <laughs> um, and I spent maybe about two two whole days really just doing a little bit of prep. And I made it... Um, I forced myself not to do as much schoolwork as I normally would during the holidays Um, for a couple of reasons because obviously we want to have a break, we want to wind down, we want to relax and we want to um, build up our energy again for a, um, a whole term of teaching every day. But not only that, I also wanted to step back and kind of withdraw myself from a lot of planning um, and make it more, uh, create more opportunities for co-construction and get the students even more involved than I have allowed them to be. So I made sure I was like, Chloe, you are not going into school at all during the holidays, which I didn't. So be very proud of me for that. I'm proud of myself. Um, (laughs) And the other teachers were very proud of me as well. They're like, Chloe, that's not like you at all. I was like, no, I am a new person now. (laughs) So I didn't go into school, but I did spend about two days just prepping the things that I knew I needed to. So um, reading, it's still student-centered because I'm using data and um, assessments that I have already to inform what I need to teach them. And it's a um, a structure that I'm quite happy with, like you would have heard from um, the previous episode of um, the graduate teacher looking at the reading program. So I... I um, planned the rest of that. I also planned the writing unit because um, that needed to be done. It's a collaborative thing that we're doing between our school and our two sister schools. So during last term, we had gotten together. You might remember from one of my previous episodes when um, we had a bit of a staff formation day. We come together on teams with these two other schools and we spent the day kind of making a collaborative writing unit. So we talked about learning intentions and success criteria. We set what our writing assessment would be and then we talked about one or two of the activities that we might do together but then we also agreed because our schools do completely different writing programs we would then plan those learning opportunities separately to then come back together and moderate our assessment. So I had to have that plan so then I could teach that this term Um, So I could come back together with my reflections from teaching it, but also samples of work to then moderate. So I got that done. Um, So pretty much English is all done because I don't have to um, plan for grammar and jolly phonics because I have that program. Um, And so the other things that I needed to plan for was um, 
prayer and um, our class liturgies that we do every week. So, which kind of comes into the banner of obviously religion, but I'm not planning my religion unit without first having a kind of prior knowledge hook lesson with the students to co-construct what we already know um, about the theme. So, for well-being and for inquiry, it is laid out what themes that we're going to focus on each term based on the curriculum. Um, the Crossways curriculum and the Australian curriculum. And then pretty much I present that theme to the students. We go, okay, so for, for, for example, religion is based on sacred texts this term. Um, so I will then um, ask them what they already know, what they would like to know, what questions they have, what they're interested in learning about. And then I will take that and then plan the whole unit from that. So that's the religion side of things. The prayer and the liturgy is more like an enhancer um, and more opportunities to explore their spirituality and kind of connect some of those learnings in more meaningful context. So for prayer specifically, I didn't actually have to plan a a fair bit of it because our APRAM does a wonderful job at creating a prayer planner for the whole school for the terms. So she had already given us this document. They outline each week one or two um, possible opportunities to explore within prayer. Um, And we have a theme in terms of scripture for the term that links to our overall theme for the school year, hospitality. So I kind of took those things and then expanded on them because we do prayer four days, four days a week. There is a song on Tuesdays, reflection on Wednesdays, a whole body basing on Thursdays, whether that's meditation, movement, um, or like kind of hands-on experiences. And then the Friday is our class liturgy in our school's chapel. So um, obviously there might be one or two experiences on the school planner. So then I fit them in where they fit in. And then the other experiences are then just an expansion on those um, already planned activities. But I also, in terms of the class liturgies that we do each week, I wanted to co-construct that with the students in order to consolidate and keep reinforcing the learning from our last term unit on key moments in mass. So um, each week we will look at um, the PowerPoint for our class liturgy for that week and we will look at scripture and choose a scripture that matches our theme for the week for um, our first reading. We will then pick songs and we'll write our prayers for the faithful. And that I think that's really important to practice writing prayers um, that are meaningful for the children that are um, that connect to their lives, what's important to them um, as well. So that's kind of that sort of side of things for well-being. The other part of well-being, I didn't really have to plan myself either because it is the Keeping Safe curriculum. And obviously that's a legal document um, that has already lessons and activities embedded in that. So I just pick the ones that fit our theme um, and our um, kind of sequence for the year um, and just put them into the planning documents on sector. 
The only thing else that I wanted to obviously add into well-being was a refresher of uh, self-regulation. So I knew that in week one of this term, I wanted to refresh our knowledge of what self-regulation is, why it's important, the different zones and how the emotions link to that, what it looks like, what it sounds like, and then deepen that by looking at the road to regulation, reinforcing that they are they have developed great skills um, and are able to check in with themselves, um, know what zone they're in and how they're feeling um, and then to then extend that further by identifying how we know that through our body signals, but then to then go to the next steps in our road to regulation by choosing a strategy that's going to help us return to the green zone and then to check in again finally to see if that strategy worked or whether we need to explore another strategy to help us then um, return to the green zone. So that wasn't exactly something I needed to really plan for. Um, Additionally, it's just something I wanted to incorporate when I was doing the slides for the first week of school. So then that just leaves inquiry, which is a, um, a subject that encompasses and integrates has technologies and arts, really. Um, so again, like with well-being, there's a theme and that is local histories, which is pulled from the curriculum. At the end of last term, we did have a bit of a brainstorm about what we already know, what we would like to find out, questions we have, and what we discovered was we have a lot of knowledge already on uh, the the town's history, um, and they have done a lot of activities and excursions based on that, but they have expressed wanting to learn more about the school's history and how that's changed over times in terms of building, people, uniforms, things like that. So um, I will present that theme to them on this week coming and we will co-construct uh, learning intentions and success criteria for our inquiry project. So I have planned this first lesson, but pretty much after that until the end of week four is going to be um, very much student-led in their groups, researching and finding out what they would like to know about the school's history and then putting that into a presentation which they will then present at um, during week four. I am not going to take up their time by kind of teaching them anything. I'm going to be there to guide them and support them as needed. Um, obviously, there will be times when I need to stop them and have a bit of chat about things like um, where we get our information from, how we can be responsible and respectful about where we get that information. Um, and that I think that's where a lot of the, the that, that's where the first lesson is really important because then we've got to talk about what makes a presentation good and successful? What do we need to include in order for us to be successful in this and having that more of that opportunity for co-construction? So that is pretty light on the planning for that because it's going to be pretty much student-led. I have collated a bunch of um, resources for them to access, um, including photos, um, artifacts like old school ledgers. I've got... Um, old school plans. I've got newspapers and um, books about the history of the school um, that I photocopied into chapters for them to use. So then 
from week five onwards, that's when it becomes about podcasting. So I'm going to teach them skills on podcasting, integrating technology. So that involved a little bit more planning, but I didn't do that during the school holidays. I did that um, on the Pupil Free Day we had this week on the Monday. Um, we were given time to do um, staff planning. So I had mapped out um, what I need to teach them and have populated that with some experiences that integrate learning about what makes a um, good podcast and then giving them opportunity to then create that podcast. And this podcast is going to be focused on the history of the school still, but more from the people in the community perspective. And we're going to invite people to come in. We're going to interview them to find out um, what they can tell us about what they know about the school's history, how it's changed. But I'll also give them an option to kind of explore Obviously, people we can't interview, um, but we have a lot of information about that we can kind of do a bit more of a chat cast than an interview-based podcast, and they can communicate um, kind of the history of the school from that perspective, and that will go up onto our school's podcast, um, which is really exciting, and it links into the school's focus at the moment because we will be celebrating 125 years next year, and the school's all about, at the moment, um, finding out about the history to be able to celebrate that and know as much as we can about where the school came from, how it's changed, and um, that sort of stuff. So that's really exciting, but also didn't involve a lot of planning from me. Um, it's very much um, student-centred still. So, um, yeah, so pretty much the holiday was uh, left for me to rest and have some fun. And then the start of this week, um, the first week of term two, we were given a people free day for staff planning. And it was great because it wasn't like our normal staff um, planning days where it's taken up by meetings all day and then they run over time. So you're only really given like an hour at the end of the day to then do some planning if if you even get to that. Um, we only had about a half an hour meeting in the morning to talk about this term um, and what's happening and then we were given from 9 to 2.45 to do whatever we needed to do to, pl- to prep for term two, which was great. Like I had a conversation with a teacher at the end of the day and we both agreed that it was really nice to be able to have just a full day of no interruptions purely to get ourselves ready to go. Um, and it was very – it was um, all obviously individually driven. I had a meeting with – um, our inclusive ed teacher for about five, five minutes, not even just to go over some small changes that needed to be made to the PPLs ready to go. So mine are done. I just need to have meetings with those families to get them signed, um, and communicate the sorts of things, but they're pretty much ready to go, which is great because they were a pain in my bottom (laughs) for the last few weeks of last term, just to be able to get them, um, populated with what is needed in them. So it accurately reflected what was happening in the classroom because I was given these PPLs and they had like nothing in them. They told me nothing. I was not prepared to have these students in my class. So now at least they are very thorough. 
They are big documents. They're around 3,000 words. It took me ages to do. It was a little depressing to do because all it asks you to do is populate with all the negative things. So it's not very great mindset to be in for two weeks of the school term. But they're done now. They will be beneficial in order to support as evidence for funding for the students, um, but also for the teachers who get them next year. It will be a little bit more of a holistic picture. So I also had um, to help a teacher with some sector stuff, which is fine. That was pretty easy. And then um, then it come to first day, Tuesday, first day of week one. And when I was thinking about what this week would entail, 100%, the first thing that I knew that I needed to do was do a bit of a revise of our expectations, our routines, our procedures. I knew that would be really important in order for setting up success for this term because it's not enough to do it at the start of the year and expect them to be able to carry that out throughout the whole year. We get to the end of 11-week term of term one and we're all exhausted. Like the children are exhausted. Their brains are full. They're ready for a break. Just like us as teachers, we're ready for a break. And we start to get a little bit more lenient. They start to get a little bit more tired and find it difficult to self-regulate. They forget some of their expectations and um, things like that. And then it's two weeks of break and they're not thinking about school during that time. So when they come back, it is really important for ourselves as teachers but also as for them as students in the classroom that we refresh those routines so that's what we did we spent that replaced phonics for that week and every morning we just went through the routines and procedures we talked about them um it wasn't me talking at them I invited I pretty much asked them questions and then they told me what they knew which was really great because I could see that they they were quite quite on top of most of it pretty much all of it. Um, They knew exactly what they needed to do, what each expectation was, um, what it meant, why we have it. Um, There were a few things that needed to be kind of um, retouched on, especially when it comes to understanding what respect is. But it was um, a successful period. And and that reinforced that they know, they have the knowledge They know what they need to do. Um, Now let's see if they can use integrity to make sure that their actions match their words. So um, we did that. We also started our reading our writing this week. We had a very fun writing task where I um, had stacked up all the chairs, wrapped it up in caution tape and left a note from the chairs. And it was pretty much the chairs went on strike. They quit and they in the letter they outlined the reasons why they had quit and they demanded a letter response persuading them to come back so that linked into that prior knowledge task in the collaborative writing unit where I could assess where they're currently at in their writing based on the learning from the last term and see what I need to do for this term in order to help them be successful so they loved it they were so excited about it like even before they entered the classroom, they could see it from the windows and instantly they're like, Miss Cole, what's with the chairs? Why are they stacked up? And obviously I was like, I don't know. I come in this morning and they were already like this. I'm like, why? Why are they stacked up? And I'm like, I'm not sure, but I can see that they've left a note. I haven't read it because I thought you guys might want to read it with me. And I 
the fact that the chairs are are stacked up and wrapped up so we can't use them, it kind of impacts on all of you. So I thought I'd wait to have you all in the classroom. And all morning, because we did our morning routine as normal, all morning they're like, when are we going to read the letter, Miss Cole? When are we going to read the letter? Finally, we read the letter and <laughs> they laughed. They thought it was fu- funny, especially when we talked about trumpety trumping, farting on all the chairs, how they dislike that. And um, then we talked about Obviously, they, in order for them to come back, we need to write them a letter. So they went off, we finished our morning, we did the routines and whatever, and then they went off to um, performing arts. After recess, they came back in and it was writer's workshop time. So I told them that I had spent the the time that they were in performing arts changing our lesson to give us time to write those letters. And so we talked about the tools that they could use in the classroom. We have a big anchor chart that we've constructed together as a class that outlines the structure and the things that we've learned so far about writing persuasive text. Um, So we encourage them to use that and the interesting words will, especially the anchor chart multiple times throughout the writing process when you're starting, when you're finishing, so that, that we could be writing the best persuasive letters we can um, to convince the chairs to come back. Uh, partway through, I did have to stop them. So they had um, Wednesday and Thursday to write these letters. I did have to stop them partway and kind of give them a little bit of a push in terms of a lot of the things that I was reading as they were constructing these letters was it was becoming more like a, a apology letter. So they were saying, I'm so, 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 so sorry um, that you feel this way. Please come back. And that was pretty much it. So it was just saying, sorry, and please come back. So I had to say, it's not an apology letter. You can apologize in your letter, but it's they've asked for you to persuade them to come back. So that's about you telling them, trying to convince them about why they need to come back and to look, remember what they had said in the letter about what they didn't like and why they have gone and quit and kind of talk about how you will listen to them and make sure that those things don't happen anymore. And then just re- reconfirming to use the the wall, um, the anchor charts. So, then Thursday, that was like it. You had to hand up your letters. Um, the chairs returned on Friday, which they were very excited about. But what I could see from the letters so far that I've, because um, I'm still in the process of um, kind of going through them and marking them, what I've noticed is that they have the knowledge because they're able to talk about it um, when we're doing class discussions. They know what is needed, but they're not able to transfer that knowledge into their writing yet. So, um there were a few who were transferring the structure. So they had their introduction, their body paragraphs and their um, conclusion, uh, but they weren't using any of the additional things that we've learned that make it engaging. So things like show, don't tell, persuasive devices, techniques, um, elaborating on our arguments, ordering the arguments effectively, using interesting words, that sort of stuff. So um, that is definitely something that I'm going to have to kind of scaffold throughout this term and especially when it comes to doing our assessment at the uh, during the mid, when we start that in the middle of the term. So that was a fun experience. They loved that. We also um, 
started doing we did our Mother's Day gifts this week, which was um, a fun thing to also start off our term with. And we made these little these little jars that have little love notes in them. So each note was like, I love you because, and it had like a reason to why they loved their mum. And there was about 10, some kids did a little bit more. Um, but it was like this cute little glass jar. And what we did was we cut out little hearts from contact, stuck that on the jar, painted the jar. First, we had to do an uncoat. And then we picked three colors and painted our jar colorfully. Some did um, patterns, some mix some of the colors. And then once it was all dry, we peeled off the heart. So it created this little heart window into the jar, put our little notes in, and then we wrapped it up in, um, patterned colored fabric. And we talked about the sustainability of that and why we aren't using traditional wrapping paper. Um, and they loved it. They had so much fun with that. Obviously it made the, the start of the week a little bit chaotic because I have 28 students trying to make these individual things and it's quite involved in terms of the plant, like the painting and things like that. But it was successful. They loved it. They turned out adorably. Um, and I'm sure mothers are going to really like um, having something that kind of reinforces um, the love from their children. So yeah, so that's pretty much, we didn't really do much else during the week. I had um, the very first day I had pretty much half my class gone for Sapsaza, um, which was a very strange experience to have quite a, f- quite a small group. Um, but obviously that returned to normal by Wednesday and then I had a full class back. In terms of behind the scenes things that were happening this week, I have been preparing for learning conversations, which is just another word for parent-teacher conferences. So this week coming, I have about 22 um, conferences to have with families. So pretty much this week, I have been trying to get prepared some notes for that. And that's just like simple notes that outline just some strengths and weaknesses in English, in math, in well-being, and then like other general things that I would like to communicate to parents. Um, it was it was getting to the end of the week and I was stressing a little bit because I hadn't done really any of the prep work for that. And I'm like, I've got so many to prepare for. I could probably wing it. I could probably, I know, I know my kids enough to be able to just sit down and wing it, but I know I kind of did that last year and I know that it made it a little bit more stressful in there, especially when I was like give, asked certain questions and I was like, ah, uh, bit stuck. So I thought I better be, better be a little bit prepared this year. And it's something that a lot of the other teachers do at my school as well, but it's not needed. It's not compulsory to do. It's just something I've decided to do just to make my life a little bit harder. Um, so it was getting to the end of the week and I was like, I have not done these. I'm getting really stressed out. Like I'm not prepared for these learning conversations at all. But then luckily my app room offered me two extra knit times on Friday. And I was like, yes, please. That would be amazing. So, um, the reason why they had a couple release left lessons available for me was because two of our teachers were away on Friday. So we had two relief teachers at school and those two classes had PE that day, which obviously as in junior primary at a school, we don't teach PE to our own students. It's done by a PE teacher. So when those classes had PE, 
those teachers then came into my classroom and gave me some relief time. So that was great. I was able to get all of Monday's um, learning conversations um, prepared for. And that just meant I've I've brought home um, a little bit to do kind of like Tuesdays so that when I come to school on Monday, I can just prepare for Wednesday, Thursday. I don't think I have any on Friday. I better double check that. Anyway, um, I've also had a few meetings with my principal about um, podcasting for the school, um, jumping on this kind of historical group that the school has about learning about the history of the school. And my my principal actually brought up to me which I'm very grateful for. She turned around and said to me, I've been thinking you need some extra release time in order to kind of be able to do these extra things that I'm giving you to do and catch up on those things that are kind of getting lost because you're doing these things. I think and I was like, yes, please. That would be amazing. And I said to her, like we, I recorded a podcast um, this week for the school. So I said to her that that night I actually spent quite a fair bit of my own personal time kind of getting that prepared to then be released. So it would be really great to be able to get time that is dedicated to this sort of stuff, especially for planning future podcasts. So she proposed to me that every three weeks or every month um, I get a full day where a relief teacher comes into my classroom and I get that day to then propose. And she asked me whether that would be the best way to do it. I'm like, Yes, please, because a full day would actually mean that I'd be productive, whereas a lesson here and there is not worth having it, to be honest. Having just one lesson, it's not enough time to kind of get in the groove, get things done, and then like actually finish the things that actually, it's quite annoying. Um, so that's great. And I, I'm very, very grateful that my principal has been thinking of me and um, is recognizing that I am taking a lot a lot a lot more extra responsibility on and is willing to give me time to support me in that and not wasting my own personal time to do that. So I'm very grateful that for that. We also had a staff meeting this week and it was actually not too bad of the staff meeting. Usually staff meetings are really boring and they're a waste of time. It's just being a lot of the time being talked at and um, just like pretty much weird operational stuff. But we're they're starting to be a little bit more intentional about the way that we use staff meetings now. And we are focusing on clarity and they still haven't really been very clear on what they mean about clarity. But we've been looking, we started looking at case management this week and we were given like this little reflection book and we were given time to, during the staff meeting to quite a good amount of time as well, to look at our PAT reading data, analyze the longitudinal data and look at, and pick two students who have shown um, really small or like no growth in um, their scores. So it's not looking at those who are low achievers or um, some of the students who have already on intervention to support them to bring them up to average level. It's more about those who are constantly getting C's or B's or A's and not showing any growth throughout the years of doing the PAT data. So I picked two students and I started to analyze one student's data looking at the trends I could see about what is maybe holding them down, 
and pretty much we're doing that so that we can then like that we these case studies are for the whole year we can see like trends and improvement throughout the whole year compare data and see if we can then increase that growth for the next time that they do pat data so um we obviously it wasn't enough time to do that for both students and even do one student completely because we have to look at goals we're setting and pedagogies that we'll use and things like that so it was just nice to be able to have a staff meeting that was meaningful and intentional um, practice improvement. Um, so that's been a good thing um, in terms of the admin side of things. In terms of what is coming next, future planning this week um, coming, we will be starting our will, our religion and our inquiry and starting getting that co-construction going uh, so that I can plan the experiences based on their interest needs and strengths. We will also, we have NAPLAN this week, which is kind of, or like really scary from my perspective, because I, this is my, even though I had a cohort last year that did NAPLAN, I wasn't involved in it. Where this year, my class is the only year three class, so I am the test administrator. So I'm the one in responsible to making sure that, um, everyone's logging on, that the test starts, that it's closed, that I pause it for student, students when they need to and make sure the codes are incorrectly for those who get extra support and whatever. So that's coming up. That's a little stressful, but um, I'm sure we'll be fine. We had a little bit of a practice um, last term, practice logging in and they had a uh, some time to do a bunch of different questions so they're a little bit prepared for and then this week we spent quite a fair bit of our math time doing um, NAPLAN practice using the demonstration tests we did that as a whole class they liked doing that because they got to interact on the board and things like that and they um, express express feeling a bit more confident and comfortable with coming up with NAPLAN which is good um, that was the point of kind of doing those practices so um, we've got that coming up. So that we've got we've got reading, writing, and language conventions next week, and then the following week is numer numeracy. Um. So yeah, I've got it. We've been given like the script booklet and codes and stuff that we need, and on the day we'll be given the additional codes that we need for that specific test. But I've got to have a little bit of a read through that, so I'm a little bit more calmer in my brain about what that involves but it'll be fine it'll be fine um I also have been thinking quite a lot about the things that have been on my to-do list that I keep running out of time for they're constantly there but they're never the top priority but they're a big priority for me just not the thing that needs to be done immediately and that is things like PD that I've signed up for but haven't touched. It's just sitting there waiting for me to do. And thing like my teacher standards. And that's really important for me to get finished. I wanted to get that done last year, my first year. But obviously that didn't happen with the chaos um, of last year and between get, losing a lot of my grad near times and the rest of my grad near times taken up by other things um, I only got one standard done out of the seven. Um, so I said to myself, oh, I'll do it this year. And it's already the start of term two and I haven't touched it since. So, and like I, I've been very firm about, I don't want to spend my personal time at home doing it. 
But also I want to get it done because that is important to get my full registration and then to go up to proficiency in the the standards, steps, ladders thingy. So uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend maybe one or two um, afternoons, stay at school about an hour longer and just try and get a standard done a week. And so I've got to revise the one that I've done, make sure it's the best evidence I have that I can use um, and make sure the paragraph that's written is of good quality and makes sense. And then pretty much by July, hopefully, I'll be ready to have a teacher observation and then submit that because I've already done the hours that's required to become a fully registered teacher. I just need to do the standards and an observation and that then to be sent off. So I think that is where I'm going to go with that. We'll see. I just, I realized that I'm just going, there has to be some sort of sacrifice and some sort of give in order to be able to do it. I can't just keep going the way I'm doing it and being really frustrated with myself by not getting it done. So I think that's just how I'm going to need to approach it from now on. Um, so yeah, that is the first week back of term two. I thank you so much for all of you joining me here t- today. I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday and the rest of Mother's Day. I would really love your um, opinions if you have any topics that you want me to touch on or anything you want me to kind of talk to you more about or if there's anything I haven't talked about that you're interested in knowing a little bit more about, please reach out to me. You can go head over to my Instagram page, the the Graduate Teacher to send me a message or you can also use that to look at the behind the scenes stuff about videos and photos of what happens in our classroom. Thank you again for joining me here today and I will talk to you next time.